Hello, everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to Unpacking Potato, the podcast where I, Henny, the self-proclaimed potato, unpack a variety of different topics. Today, I got to hang out with Kendall. Um, I met Kendall on TikTok, and I've really been loving all these TikTok connections I've been making lately. I People show up on my For You page, and I follow them, and I message them, or whatever, like comment their stuff that I resonate with. And it's just like another example of how we are all going through things similarly, or going through experiences, and just sharing stories and things like that. And she shares stories of her experiences as a late-blooming lesbian, and she talks about her experience and also like processing different things and her thoughts behind certain um, issues and just kind of anything in that topic. So if you're interested, please go and give her a follow. And I think she is also looking to start a podcast, um, which is amazing. I just I love when people start podcasts. I'm just like, I try to encourage everyone. I'm like, if you want to have a little feeling that you want to start something like that, like, please do it. It's so fun. Um, so make sure you follow her so that you can keep updated. But before we get started, let's do our mindful moment. So if you're able to, close your eyes. We're going to start with our attention at our jaw. We're just going to soften that jaw. Relax those muscles. And remove the tongue from the roof of your mouth. And just breathe and notice if there's any tension here, if there's any tightness And try to breathe through that and massage it out with your fingers too, if you have your hands available to you. And then we're going to move up to our temples. And again, see if there's any tension there. Just notice it. Maybe give yourself a little massage. And then up to our forehead. Relax your eyebrows. Relax your forehead muscles. Just let that melt down. Then we'll go to our eyes. I'm going to give them a little stretch. Look side to side. Up and down. Roll them around. And then we'll do our neck. So you're going to put your right ear to your right shoulder and stretch out the neck on your left side. And put your left hand down with the palms facing the ground and push down if you want a little bit more of a stretch. And then the other side, left ear to left shoulder, stretch out the right side. And then we're going to go chin to chest, slowly. And then we're going to look back, look at the sky or the ceiling, nice and slow. And then roll your head left to right, nice and easy. And then the other way, right to left. And then we're going to do a squeeze of our shoulders to our ears. We're going to do a big shrug and squeeze, 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 squeeze. And relax, roll them back. One more time, squeeze your shoulder blades up and shrug, shrug, squeeze. And relax. And roll them back. Good. And we're going to do one deep breath in, nice and slow. Hold. And let it all the way out. And again. Hold. And out. 
Good job. Before we get started, let's start with your name, pronouns, and a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Kendall. I'm she, her. <laughs> and um, I am a self-proclaimed late-blooming lesbian. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. Sounded, like at some sort of like addict meeting. <laughs> Okay, so for those of you listening, I met Kendall or I came across your content over TikTok and you talk a lot about how, you know, you're a late blooming lesbian and what that experience has been like for you. And I, along with a lot of people in your comments, really resonate and relate to a lot of the experiences you had. So I was wondering, like, what got you to start a TikTok? Did you already have TikTok and you were kind of making TikToks and then you just started like gaining more followers or like how did that happen? So uh, my current TikTok account that I have now was kind of supposed to just be like a silly little TikTok so my friends could send me things in in Messenger or whatever because everyone was like, you don't have TikTok? What are you doing? Like, I want to send you videos of cats. So I got yes. it. But I've previously had um another tiktok back in 2020 where it was <laughs> a disaster so it was back when tiktok had less regulations okay. like less like community guidelines so i accidentally posted a viral video and then it like ignited me having an only fans oh, okay and then of course that, like you can't advertise that sort of stuff on tiktok you could at first and totally. then they changed guidelines and then one thing led to another and my whole account was wiped out okay yeah which honestly I was pissed about it then but now I'm like thank god (laughs) it's like I like that phase of my life it was a really toxic not the OnlyFans wasn't toxic in my life there's plenty of people in OnlyFans that I'm like get your coin but like me that point in my life was not me that was not a healthy time that was not Mm. a time that I want to look back on fondly (laughs) so it was kind of a blessing that that one got taken down but I started this TikTok because um I just like had things to say and Mm -hmm. I wanted to know if anyone out there felt the same way because I feel like when you're watching TikTok and someone's telling their story you're either watching and thinking oh my god this is me Mm -hmm. or you're you're thinking wait is that do I do that? Like, is, is that me? You know what I mean? So like, totally. I just wanted other people to be like, Hey, same girl, same. It's going to mm-hmm. be okay. <laughs> and yeah. they did. They came and like, now I have like a mafia of lesbians in my comments all the time being like, you go girl, get your nails done with two short nails. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love that. Yeah. What would you say has been like the hardest or the most unexpectedly difficult part of coming out later in life for you? Oh, there's a lot of things. I think um, I'm the kind of person that like I've been through enough circumstances in my life where I understand very well that other people's opinions of me don't matter. There are people's Mm -hmm. opinions where they're going to be like, hey, I'm just looking out for you. Like mm. I'm something and I want to check in with you. Mm-hmm. But like, aside from that, people's opinions about like who they think I am, who they think I should be, how they think I should be presenting myself or acting. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just other people projecting their opinion onto you. So whenever a lot of people started telling me, 
their opinions of how I should come out, who I should come out to, um, how I should feel about coming out. I, I think the hardest part was so many people kept telling me how I should feel. After oh, and I'm like, stop. <laughs> like, you can't ever tell someone how they should feel about anything. Like, like should feel as in like, like, what were their examples? So I think one of the most common things that people said to me after I came out was, oh, well, you should just be so happy because you came out earlier than other people came out. There are people that are 40 with kids and they've come out. So you should just be thrilled <laughs> that you got to come out in your 20s. Right. And understand where they're coming from. And a lot of people were probably just trying to make me feel better because I was like, wow, this is hard. I have a lot of trauma. Right. And some people were just like, you know what? It, you know, it could always be worse. But I think sometimes the whole it could always be worse thing is not like holding space for someone. You know, yeah, when someone totally. comes to something about their personal life and they say, hey, this was hard. You don't have to say it could always be worse. Just say, yeah, I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. Like, that's all you need to say. You know, mm -hmm. but people were telling me, why are you so upset? You're only in your 20s. You shouldn't be this upset about it. You shouldn't be this traumatized about it. And I'm like, well, I don't, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be this traumatized about it. But I, you know, it's, it's where I am. Like, I was right. very traumatized after I came out and I realized, like, what's done is done. I had, like essentially kind of self-harmed myself accidentally you know and okay. people were trying to tell me that I should just be celebrating just celebrate coming out just celebrate you have a super hot girlfriend that loves you like just celebrate it and I'm like yeah I am mm -hmm. but there's also so much that I have to do to heal myself you know and then also celebrate you know mm -hmm. at the same time. I think that was one of the hardest parts was just trying to like I mean, aside from the obvious hard part of coming out later in life, which is like the trauma that right. happened before coming out. That's like the obvious part is like, oh, wow, she married a whole dude and, you know, was in denial and in the closet for years. And that's hard. But that's like that's like a visible thing. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that would be rough, you know. But then it's hard when you come to someone and say, hey, I want to talk about this. And you think it's someone that you could talk to and it's not. And they're just right. like, oh, well, you'll be fine. Just, you know, <laughs> look on the bright side. I'm like, okay, I lost a lot of people. That's the hardest part. I lost yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, the toxic positivity thing is definitely real with that one. Right. It's like a lot of things, but I think people just are so scared of quote unquote negative emotions. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, negative well, emotions aren't inherently bad they're natural no. yeah we exactly yeah you have to go through it you can't mm -hmm. go around it <laughs> yeah totally I lost wow. a lot of people that way too a lot of people trying to tell me how I should feel about coming out later a lot of people trying to tell me how I should feel about my family's reaction to me coming out um mm. a lot of people trying to tell me how I should feel about their reaction to me coming out like it's just it caused a lot of loss like people yeah. hated themselves out and showed me that they were not a healthy part of my experience you know mm -hmm. totally well thank you for sharing that that is like super insightful and good to know like it's it's almost I mean I didn't 
fully like come out like I didn't do a big post I did it on my podcast not a lot of people in my real life know even though I have a podcast I kind of keep things separate so my experience has been very layered and nuanced and like individual to like each person um so it's really interesting to hear other people's stories because I do hear that narrative a lot of like once you come out everything's amazing and you have this weight lifted off and that's it and it's like no like the human experience is so So many more Yeah, it's so much more complicated than that. Um, What are some positives like of the experience, like to kind of go on the flip side? What (laughs) isn't good? I have my yes, to be wife. Um, But also, I think something I I made a TikTok about it. I had really bad like anxiety and panic attacks for forever, Mm -hmm. forever, like. I got to the point where I tried medication for it. I tried, you know, counseling and therapy for it and a lot of adjusting my lifestyle. I, I went down the whole like yoga, meditation, vegan, Zen, like I CBD, like (laughs) tried it all. I tried it all. And I just had this crippling anxiety that followed me everywhere for forever. Since Mm -hmm. probably I remember like my first panic attack, I was like 11. And then my last panic attack that was the same as I had had all those years was um, before I came out and I had like an incident that was like, you know, triggered me to have a panic attack. And then after I came out and obviously my life changed after coming out and I can just live my life the way that feels natural for me. I haven't had panic attacks like that. Never. Like, the anxiety that I just like deemed this is how my brain works kind of thing. I just thought that's how I was. I thought I was just one of those people that just has anxiety and it will be there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just gay panic. <laughs> so now I don't feel the need to like douse myself in CBD and anxiety medications and all this. I mean, like for anyone listening, if that's what you need, I'm not saying like, come out and you're, you won't need medicated anymore. Like, no, take your medication. Yes. But just for me personally, um, after I came out, that particular strain of anxiety just wasn't, it's not a thing anymore. It's almost unbelievable to me that the whole time it was just that subconscious nagging in the back of my head, like mm-hmm. everything's wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's like this underlying, like it's always there, this underlying feeling of like uncertainty or like something's not right. And it's Mm -hmm. like, a like it is literally panic. Like when our body goes through panic, like our brain is going, this is not right. This is not what I want. This is not how I want to live my life or whatever. And then it just like kind of flips a switch. So imagine that switch being flipped all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, of course you were going through all those emotions and those feelings and experiences. Like you had this big, deep-rooted part that you weren't aware of at the time yeah mm-hmm. it was I know it sounds like maybe some people are listening and they're thinking like okay if the anxiety was that bad and you were so gay like how did you not think of this sooner but it's kind of like I I think everyone's different and there's a lot of reasons that you're gonna not understand what that subconscious mm-hmm. you know underlying thing is in the back of your head that's like everything's wrong you know mm-hmm. but for me personally I grew up in a like narcissistic abuse household mm-hmm. so my brain was very comfortable gaslighting itself 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like for me, it's totally understandable to be like, okay, of course I didn't believe myself. Yeah, totally. About being gay, about something being wrong, about my anxiety being an underlying, you know, the trauma or something. Like I just thought, you know, oh, you're fine. You know, because that's like how I was raised is like other people telling me that I can't believe myself. Right. You know, I don't know. Maybe other people relate to that. A lot of people go through narcissistic abuse and you learn to not believe yourself. Yeah. I I think probably a lot of late blooming lesbians are like a late blooming lesbian because they were trained to not believe themselves. (laughs) Just as women, women are just like trained not to believe ourselves in general, even if it's not narcissistic abuse. Yeah, we're definitely like society, like society really does a good job with that of training us to not believe in our gut, to not follow our instincts, because when we do, we become very powerful and start to tear down systems that have been created to uphold other things. Right. So totally. And I think like one of the reasons why your TikToks like started to get so popular and are so popular is because people do resonate with those things. Like people resonate with coming out late. People resonate with, oh my God, I've been gaslighting myself for all this time without even knowing, without even realizing. And then with that comes guilt and shame and all these other feelings and emotions that are really isolating. So the thing I love so much about TikTok and people sharing their stories, and the reason I even started this podcast to have people come and share their stories and to share my own stories, is we think that we're really alone in a lot of our feelings and thoughts and experiences. Whereas when we start sharing them, we realize that's not true. That's so that's yeah. when that's when it comes out, right? That's my favorite thing about TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt so like I don't know, so much less isolated. Just, mm-hmm. you know, like I, everyone always says like coming out as a lesbian is an isolating thing in general and it can be, but I think also like the later you come out, the more isolating it is because you feel like you have to explain yourself all the time and the people yeah. around you are like, what are you talking about? Like, okay, like go off, but whatever. <laughs> um, so finding people that are like, oh yeah, this is totally normal. And there's like thousands of people being like, oh yeah, same. I think mm-hmm. it's better. there's actually a facebook group that came like that became a thing because of tiktok it's called better late than hetero oh my god (laughs) i need to to get on that you need to get on it it's like thousands and thousands of women who are questioning come had come out or whatever are bisexual but are in (laughs) like there's all sorts of you know timelines people in different timelines and it happened because someone put up a TikTok and was like, yeah. here's my very niche, unique experience. And <laughs> thousands of women was like, they were like, me too. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I'm, I feel that way. So they created this Facebook group and then it just like went off and it's a whole community now. Um, I but- tried to join a Facebook, I won't mention the name because like, you know, no shade, but totally. I tried to join a Facebook group that was the same type of genre. Okay. And- you know how you do the Facebook group thing where you get on, you type a little paragraph like, hi, my name's Kendall. Right. I came out when I was 24, blah, blah, blah. And like <laughs> the people in that group were very like protective over the fact that this was for like later, later in life lesbians. So women who were like maybe over 35 who came out, like oh. I kind of got like shooed out of this group for not being like 
old enough to be in this like later in life lesbian phase. I had no idea there weren't any there wasn't anything like on the uh description that mentioned like hey this is for women 35 plus or whatever right you know, like just all these later in life lesbians like flocked to my post and were like how dare you be here you're not old enough <laughs> Oh, it, I mean, I make it sound like it was a fleet of like, but old ladies even just one like, is like, oh, no, thanks. <laughs> it, yeah, I just like got a lot of shade for like not being old. And I'm like, oh, I didn't. OK, I just I just wanted to make some friends. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, no, it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, I respect it, though. Like maybe, you know, I, I respect I do respect gatekeeping certain things. Like if you want to have a group that's 35 plus. Right. Do that. Do that. Just tell people beforehand. So they're not like, oops, wrong room. <laughs> Didn't realize I did not meet the requirements. Yeah, totally. I get a lot of, not a lot, but I get like semi often hate from people being like, you're not a late blooming lesbian. You're 25. And I'm like, well, I married a man. So that's a little, that's a little late for me is after marrying a man coming out as a lesbian. Like I would say mm -hmm. that's late in life. <laughs> yeah. Like what, who defines late? Like who defines what, like, is there a committee? Like I, I don't know about <laughs> like what, like, and what there's, bracket? <laughs> it's also really like relative to what your surroundings are like if you mm -hmm. were in a group of friends with everyone who came out when they were 16 mm -hmm. then you are a late like very late blooming but if you're in a friend group where everyone came out when they were 35 then maybe not like yeah it's kind of relative to who's around you or who is like feeling like resonating with you or that's a good point yeah yeah like, a lot because whenever i thought that i was bi i thought that oh i must be sure that I'm bi because all of the people around me who are queer like are my age and they are already sure who they are mm -hmm. so that must mean that I'm sure about who I am because I'm the same age as them you know yeah that is something <laughs> yeah another societally constructed thing is like this timeline of like we have to get married at a certain time we have to know who we are at a certain time we have to know what career we want to do it's like no that's not how it works now that we have the internet which is like an abundance of information that we can take in more information and more experiences and understand different things our perspectives are going to change and that's actually like better it's growth <laughs> so yeah in a way like there are some things that I think saved me for like coming out later, like as an adult, I think the place that I grew up would not have been the safest environment for me to be a little lesbian growing up. Like mm -hmm. it wouldn't have felt safe. I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have had any friends um, because the people that were out didn't have a lot of friends. I tried mm -hmm. to be friends, obviously. <laughs> Um, but I remember like literally in middle school, one of my like friends was sitting at this lunch table alone and I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? I sat down, I was eating lunch with them. And then my other friends were like, no, we, we can't, we can't sit with them. They have two moms. Oh. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Well, what? 
I'm so why like they're not are they are they like mean like yeah I was probably like 12 so I was and I was like a very little like you know neurodivergent little 12 year old that was just sitting with her friend and I was like wait why like what's why is that bad you know I did not understand that they were like afraid that they were going to sit with this kid and then get judged because mm-hmm. everyone was judging that kid and like I felt so bad and they literally were like no 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 like you no come sit Kendall come over here don't don't sit with them because they have two moms so like I was so confused but then also like my little brain was like oh two moms bad <laughs> yeah so like late being out later in life like who knows if I would have even survived if I came out like genuinely mm-hmm. survived literal life or death like I don't know like I also had a lot of other trauma going on in my childhood and my young adult life like who knows if I would have been okay if I came out earlier and I'm not encouraging anyone to stay closeted I'm just talking about my personal like this is kind of one of the ways that I cope with mm-hmm. looking at my past and feeling less angry about yes. coming out later in life uh, you know I would never recommend someone stay in the closet if they don't need to but right. for me uh just one of the ways that I like comfort myself about coming out later in life is looking back at my personal story and saying, you know what, I might not have made it if I came out earlier. Like it might've been too hard for my little Mm -hmm. brain to wrap my head around all that stuff and trying to figure out what to do with my family that probably would have sent me to some conversion camp or something. Like Mm -hmm. it, it might have been good for me, you know, like everything happens for a reason. I think that you bring up such a good point in that you're actually showing yourself a lot of self-compassion, which I love. And that's like my thing I'm very much trying to raise awareness on right now. Um, And what you're talking about is actually trying to understand how your brain, whether it was conscious or not, was trying to protect yourself like at a young age, because that's what was safe at the time. Like, like you said, like, obviously we would never encourage anyone to stay in the closet, but then you said the key words, like, unless you need to. And -hmm. it's a very real, unfortunate reality that a lot of, especially teenagers, but even adults are in situations where if they were to come out, unfortunately, it would create a very real situation for them that could be dangerous. It could be very harmful to their life. And I think it's so important for the queer community as well as, you know, just everyone in general to understand that not everyone has the space or privilege of being their true authentic selves. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's just such an important key piece. And it's so great that you have done that work to identify those things and to think about those things and be compassionate to your younger self about your situation, because Mm -hmm. people often forget that part. And then there's that constant like self shaming and blame of like, oh, how could you not know or, you know, whatever when it's like, and this also goes for trauma. And it's like, we were really doing our best with the information we had, the experiences we had, and the circumstances we were in. And it's important to acknowledge and accept that and to be like, okay, that's that was that situation. We are in a different situation and like move forward. Mm-hmm. So exactly. that's amazing that you're you're there and that's what you're working that's towards. Kind of how I, uh, I mean, like, I think a lot of people ask me like, okay, you thought you were bi. How did you know you weren't bi? And like, there's a lot of nuances to that. Like the... Mm-hmm specifics that I get into on TikTok and stuff like that but like how did I actually have the time and the space in my brain to like figure all this out it was because I just started 
being more compassionate toward myself. Mm-hmm. I was going through a bunch of weird stuff and like weird situationships with people that weren't giving me the same uh, love that I was trying to give them. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And then instead of being like, what's wrong with me? Why is everything bad? I was just like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I'm someone that I would fall in love with and just go from there. And anyone who wants to come with me can come with me. Yes. And then not only did that lead me to like meeting like the love of my life, but it also like prior to that, that compassion and that like, I I have such, sometimes I have an ick with the phrase self-love because it's it's just Uh, like, it's so overdone, but that self-love and that compassion for myself kind of helped my brain feel safer to like come out to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I became someone that I wanted to fall in love with. And I was like, well, I am a lesbian. And I love that about myself. (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) The thing I love the most about sharing people's stories is seeing the process. So I'm a therapist. I don't know if you know that. I was going to say, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting free therapy right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I am a therapist by by trade, I guess. Um, And I took some time off. And that's why I started this podcast is during my time off. I really missed that connection of people or like spreading awareness about mental health and all these things. Like I like to advocate for um, that kind of thing. So I love hearing people's stories and seeing the difference but also the similarities. Like they're mm-hmm. so, like you said, like it's an individual thing, but it's also not super individual in the way that they're the, the little connections that there are throughout people's stories. And it's in those connections that I just think is, it's just like magical in my opinion. Like I don't want to sound all cheesy, but it's those connections that you make in those little instances, whether if that's a, a comment exchange on TikTok or an actual friend connection or whatever it is. It's those co- connections that really like show you like we're not alone in this world. We're all going through it. We're all doing our best and like have more compassion for each other and then in turn have more compassion for ourselves. So like I just love yeah. all it's of like, this. I think sometimes we don't realize how much permission we give other people, you know, like whenever I see someone else like just living their life and Mm -hmm. doing and like having their own form of compassion for themselves like it feels like I'm it gives me permission to do the same and then other people will tell me like that I they feel like I've given them permission to be more like themselves it's like a ripple effect I love that so much oh my god it's so true it is so true there's so yeah. much stuff I've seen on TikTok and from you that I've just been like, yeah, that's that's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm that's fine. Like I think that she thinks that. Wow, all these other people in the comments agree. Like we're good. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that's a thing that was like felt very heavy until someone else said it out loud. <laughs> totally. Did you utilize the comp het? Am I a lesbian master doc at all in your process? Like. I feel like that's something that comes up a lot. I mentioned that earlier when we were talking about people being like, how did you know? Um, right. I didn't know that that was even a thing until I was already out and like in a full on long-term relationship and like very positive that I'm like, like I didn't even know about it. And okay. then I went and read it because I did see it on TikTok mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, 
I am on a different level because this stuff, <laughs> it felt very like um, tiptoey around certain things. And it's like, oh, I- I'm going to use the word hate, but I don't mean like hate as if I want to harm anyone. But I'm saying like, I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, so you mean you hate men? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is not even enough for me. This isn't, this lesbian master dog is not even enough for me to describe the ick like I'm not <laughs> like this isn't a there's not strong enough words in here like I'm, I'm at level 10 like I was like reading it and I was like do I relate to this and I was like no I I don't relate to this because it's like I'm worse than this <laughs> you're yeah you're this, a different playing field misandrist like I, this isn't enough like <laughs> that sounds horrible but like I don't know. It's- no, I think that Master Dog definitely, like, I agree. And definitely some parts, it's very, like, tiptoey. Like, that's definitely the right word for it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of just, like, graze over a subject. Um, and the, and it's not, like, a peer-reviewed research article or whatever. No. You know what I mean? Like, it's just someone put it together. A lot of people relate to it. And like I've seen... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, a lot of people say on TikTok, like, I don't res I am a lesbian and I don't resonate with half of this like that could also be true as well so it's really just a tool in my opinion the way I anytime I've recommended it to any of my friends or anybody that I've talked to I never in therapy just like in my social life that they're like oh I'm kind of curious and I'm like well this is a good place to like just to reflect you know just to see how you feel about these questions that are being asked questions that go beyond it's also not cross-cultural yes it's very like white girls in Starbucks wrote this, <laughs> which for me that that is fine for me because that is me. Like I was probably there when they wrote it and didn't notice. But like, <laughs> and the next table over. Oh, yeah, that's but, funny. <laughs> um, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I have a question for you. Of course. I've been um, thinking about this. So I said that I came out and I was like posted a little coming out video mm-hmm. and it's like about it and you're like oh I didn't have like like had a soft launch of my coming out like you didn't have like a whole I do think that is um a common thing with bisexual people where there's less of like a coming out because oh yes society is like oh well you're like not all the way gay you know what I mean like society doesn't matter as much Totally. Yeah. Like both, both sides of the coin too, like the straight community and the queer community, both, I feel bisexuals get a lot of like the, just choose already. Like what's taking yeah, so like, long? Oh, well you're on the fence. So you don't necessarily, you don't have to come out. Like, exactly. You, you, friend, you know, like, and that's the know, thing is I was in relationships with cis het men and I was married for a while like I was in a relationship and then I was married in seven years total and I found out I was bi within that relationship um when it was quote-unquote too late but you know obviously (laughs) I left and I did that too I like I whenever I came out as bi I was in a straight relationship Mm -hmm. and um it was an open relationship so I was Mm -hmm. like dating their people and then it was like I was always dating women and then I was like okay actually just women what what have I been doing all my life like this is ridiculous I didn't come out at all I just started dating women yeah you know like I didn't I did not come out at all as bi and like when you said that I was thinking about it and I think 
for me, I probably didn't come out as bi for like a lot of reasons, like the judgment and like all the reasons that people don't come out like in general, mm -hmm. but like also probably because I wasn't even sure about it myself. I was probably like thinking in the back of my head that I'm like, maybe just gay, maybe don't come out to everyone. Cause I'm, I don't know, <laughs> but like, I don't know. That made me sad that like people that are bisexual, like they mm -hmm. deserve to come out it's still like an exciting discovery about yourself yeah for me it was definitely like super layered and I felt it was too late because I realized I was bisexual and then I got married like less than a year later and, yeah, and then people try and tell you like oh well it doesn't matter anymore. exactly <laughs> so I didn't matter. feel and also my ex was very much like let's not talk about that <laughs> like mm. let's keep that under wraps type of thing and then three years later, I was like single and I'm like, do I come out now? Like three years later? Like, is that, is that, what, what do I do? So yeah, I kind of did like a soft launch where like on pride week and pride month, I like put up the bisexual flag or, but I, I've never done like a big long post of like, I am bisexual, like, you know, on my social media or Facebook or anything like that. I've done that on my podcast, like I said. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a lot to do with like, doesn't even freaking matter at this point like anyone that knows knows and I'm not like I don't hide it like I don't consider mm -hmm. myself closeted but I didn't have like a big moment either um he my ex also outed me to my family so oh. yeah when I left he didn't take it well obviously and outed me to everybody wow. so I didn't like I almost told myself it wasn't a big deal so that I could didn't let him take that power do you know, does that make sense? Um, Because he had already done it. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. Like, it's not a big deal. So it didn't hurt me. <laughs> but obviously it sucks. Um, But yeah, so I think it is a definitely, I definitely agree that it is a very common theme in bisexuals, especially bisexuals who are in relationships with men. Mm -hmm. um, Or even women. Like, no, no matter who we're in a relationship with, it's like, there's this other side that's yeah. not shown. There's like a whole thing that people think bi women are just straight and gay men are just gay exactly so I feel like especially for women it's like oh why even bother telling anyone they're you know what I mean mm -hmm. no. like when I, when I had my first girlfriend we were only together for three months but you know I didn't want to post about her right away because it only been three months like you know you soft launch a relationship but I was like, I, 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 was, I wanted to I was so bad. Like the first date, I was like, look at her. <laughs> I wanted to do that so bad. We took so many pictures. Like I took so many selfies and stuff of us. Like, I guess we'll do a soft launch. And then we broke up and it was very sad. But I like bring her up in any conversation I can. I'm like, oh, my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. To, like, like get it yeah, out there. Yeah, there that... has to be like, I don't want to say the word overcompensation because that has a negative connotation, but I don't right. mean it like, like I feel like bi women like have to overcompensate to be like taken seriously like if you're in the dating world like you have to, like I feel like people have to say that like my totally. people that I've met in my life that are bisexual they have to like bring it up casually be like oh yeah my long-term relationship that was with a woman that we lived together and she was my girlfriend because I'm bisexual and I definitely like but like <laughs> Oh my god, that's so relatable. Like, oh, I'm, I'm bisexual. People just immediately think like, oh, they've never been with a woman before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is very much a common like, experience. I swear, every time I meet, like, out in the wild, I will meet women that look like 
super, super, super lesbo AF. Mm -hmm. Like they have rings and they have short hair and they have like a leather jacket and like a cool belt and like short nails with no nail polish. And I'm like, oh my God, they are like level 10 lesbian. And I'm, I'm a beginner. What are we going to like even talk about? And then they're bisexual. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense because you have, you have to like, you're over like you, you have to let it be known. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, so mainly just TikTok right now. It's okay. Kendall313, K-E-N-D-Y-L-L-E-I-G-H-13. Same as Instagram. I don't have my, I don't really do much on Instagram. Okay, perfect. I will make sure to link her TikTok down below. Make sure you go and check her out if you have TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. As usual, if you're listening during the day, I hope you have a wonderful day. If you're listening in the evening, I hope you have a wonderful and restful night of sleep. And I'll catch you next time. Bye.